Hey everybody, thank you for listening to the If Walls Could Talk podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to give you a fair warning. Um, the audio in the first half of the episode is not the best. I believe it's the first 18 and 19 minutes, but the information and the conversation, I believe, is great and amazing. Uh, Ricardo... He had, he was on the show and he provided a lot of insight into his first real estate investment property. And again, I apologize for the audio quality of the first half, but bear with us. It's worth listening. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoy the episode. So thank you for coming on the podcast, my boy. Uh, here we have Rick, Ricardo. Is it Ricardo or just Ricky? However you want, bro. What's your full name, though? Ricardo. Ricardo? Yeah. Ricardo. And that reminds me of the character from Zack and Cody. Ricardo de la Montoya Ramirez. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, bro. I've been wanting to have you on the podcast. But, you know, uh, I honestly haven't been focusing too much on this, you know, just working. And yeah, no, for you, man. Um, but I see that you've been thriving in, in your in your real estate, uh, you know, well, what is it? You're an agent or a broker? I'm a loan originator. Loan originator? Yeah. Okay. And so what, what, what goes into, like, what are your responsibilities? So, as a loan officer, you know, I'm mm -hmm. just the person who reaches out to the client, collects all the documents, you know, I'm the one who's gonna look at the big picture mm -hmm. and put a, the puzzle together to make sure we qualify you the best we can mm -hmm. to make sure, you know, we can get you into the home that you want. Mm -hmm. So that's basically what I do. You know, I talk to people, I see their situation and <clears throat> I, Obviously, I ask them questions, you know, about their finances, their goals, and then, you know, I look at their documents, and then I figure out if they if they can qualify on their own, then, you know, mm -hmm. we're good to go, but if they can't, then I have to give them a game plan mm -hmm. so they can follow and, you know, eventually get to that point. To qualify for the loan? Exactly. Gotcha. And so, do you work with FHA loans and stuff like that? Yeah, so I work for a broker, so, mm -hmm. you know, we have more flexibility, mm -hmm. so... You know, we do your standard government loans like FHA, mm -hmm. VA for veterans, and conventional. And we also do a lot of non-conventional mortgages mm -hmm. that are more creative. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we don't have to look at taxes. We can just look at your bank statements or we can look at a profit and loss. Mm -hmm. You know, so it there's many ways to to get qualified. Gotcha. And so I'm actually, you, you bought your first property already, right? Correct. When did you buy your first property? Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so you know, I bought this property in officially closed in September. Yeah. So you know, I had already seen it. Uh, I had been negotiating since probably I want to say July or August, mm -hmm. and then you know, it was a lot of back and forth negotiating until we finally came to an agreement, mm -hmm. and you know, we closed it on September. So you know, I got that property and it, it's a really good property man you know i ran my numbers everything was worked out for me so mm -hmm. i i went ahead and and got it and this is a single family home this one is two units two units yeah so you're gonna house hack it 
or just cash flow just just cash flow bro just, just rent them out that's dope that's dope because yeah. that's something i've been wanting to do but it takes and then i feel you getting involved in the real estate industry it just it just kind of you know me surrounded you with that information to where oh you're gonna head out yeah oh here you hello hello no no don't, don't, don't. <laughs> I thought this was gonna be, you know, like the the house that you would want to stay in and, and and your forever home. Right. But the way you move, the you know, I I thought this guy's either gonna house hack it mm-hmm. or he's just gonna cash flow it and you know. And so I've been. Do you listen to the Bigger Pockets podcast or what do you? How do you uh, besides your job and what they teach you the training there? What other sources do you learn from in terms of real estate? Yeah. So that that podcast the the bigger pockets they're really good mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> but most of my learning has been you know being in the industry asking a lot of questions to you know people who are there and just you know even on instagram you know you see all these people who are doing it or say mm-hmm. they're doing it so you can pick up a few things from them i've taken courses you know mm-hmm. for the burr method mm-hmm. and you know just um, the way you know because everybody has a different strategy mm-hmm. so I've kind of picked up a few things from each strategy mm-hmm. and you know then I, that way I can have that knowledge and then I can decide you know what strategy is best for me mm-hmm. which one am I more comfortable with or just that specific property which strategy would best fit that specific property you mm-hmm. know so you know being in California you know it's it's a little more difficult to find to get in yeah exactly to find those deals just because of the high cost of living Mm -hmm. so i you know i did go out out of the main city you know about an hour and a half two hours out the main city Mm -hmm. i you know i started doing my research started looking at what the rents are because rents have increased as well Mm -hmm. so i started looking at what the rents are i started seeing you know the the purchase price for the properties there and I just started running my numbers, you know, on a calculator that I have. I started running my numbers, seeing if it makes sense. And, you know, I came across this property. Mm-hmm. It made sense for me, you know, like the cash flow was there. The purchase price was, was pretty good, you know. Um, so, yeah, all my numbers were making sense. They were all looking good. And, you know, I started negotiating. I was able to negotiate it to get even a you know a lower price, get a better price. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And you know, I was able to negotiate it down, and and, and in addition, get some some closing costs because you know the property needed some some fixing up. It wasn't mm-hmm. nothing major, but it definitely needed you know some updating. And what was the re- re- the total repair cost for the property? So the total repair cost was, I think, about ten k. Ten k. Yeah. Yeah. So. Just look for those extra hot Cheetos. Extra hot. <laughs> yeah, the, the black bag. 
No, I'm okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I've been sticking to this diet, right? Like I even um, there's a there's a meal prep company that I buy from. Oh, there it is. It's called uh, what's it called? Cook Unity. Oh, okay. And so, because you know, I have my fitness goals, and but one thing is, I, I I give myself a cheat day. Yeah. And for like the past two months, I've been looking for the extra ha ha Cheetos. Yeah. Those are my thing, <laughs> and I haven't been able to find them. No, you know? yeah, I, I have a a plug. No, no. <laughs> I know someone else who's been in who's in the same position. They they've yeah. been looking for those extra hot, but they yeah. they can't find them, bro. Yeah, I'm not like like I'll go to the. To like the Ralphs, I don't find them. I just be like, damn, I'll go to the Stater Bros, and that that's where my journey, my quest ends. You know, I'm not that no, yeah, obsessed yeah. over it. But um, so <laughs> we were saying the 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 repair cost was 10k. Yeah, yeah, the repair mm-hmm. cost was 10k. Um, you know, being my first property and you know being able to drive there, you know, still mm-hmm. like having that proximity, mm-hmm. I was able to get help, you know, from from family and friends so that also lowered lowered the the cost of mm-hmm. the the rehabbing cost it so you uh you you uh so you asked friends and and family yeah for, yeah yeah for exactly okay. so <clears throat> so yeah so like i was saying you know there's many strategies mm-hmm. you just have to find the one that best fits that specific mm-hmm. scenario that specific property and there's many ways to you know qualify to get that property like you know even if you don't have all the funds or you have little funds you know you can always partner up with somebody Mm -hmm. who can help you out to get that deal and you know there's there's so many ways to go about it bro Mm -hmm. and do you in your field do you i I would assume you tend to work a a lot with investors as well besides just people that want to buy the first property of course yeah so so, you know we work with you know first time home buyers Mm -hmm. second time home buyers or you know investors so when it comes to investors you know we have we have those standard programs but we also have those you know those more creative programs for them as well uh where they can buy you know a property just based off of the rents you know they don't have to show income taxes none of that it's just you know okay. all right the rents are there they cover the mortgage payment you're having a little profit all right looks good well we'll, we'll give you the loan and you have to prove that there are tenants within the property already right no no so you know they'll they'll do the research you know the bank will do the research Mm -hmm. and see you know what's the average rent going for there Mm -hmm. and if there's already tenants there then they're gonna see the lease so whether there's tenants or not you know they'll they'll come up with a number to see what rent they can give you to qualify gotcha gotcha and how many years have you so was this something by the way for people who don't know me and ricky we went to high school together uh we were never were we ever in a class I don't think we ever no, had a no. class. We just knew each other from like a friend of a friend, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, we had mutual friends. And was real estate something that you had always thought of pursuing? Not at all, man. Not First really. it was soccer, right? <laughs> you were a good soccer player, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was out there doing my thing yeah. in the field. Uh, nah, bro. I mean, you know, you're in high school. You don't know what you want to do. Yeah. You don't know where you're trying to go. So, I, you know, you don't have direction. You yeah. don't have that guidance. I didn't have that guidance, you yeah. know. I just go to school, graduate, go to college, graduate, figure it out, bro. And your parents were the ones telling you this, right? When you get, you know, you better get good grades, yeah, go to yeah, good of school, course, of course, get a good job, know. right? Yeah, exactly. Of course, get a yeah, go to school, you know, mm-hmm. uh, get a good paying job, and you know that way you're you secure your mm-hmm. future, right? Yeah. 
but you know going to college you start exploring things you start seeing different things you meet people of, mm-hmm. you know that are wealthy you meet people who are doing different things mm-hmm. uh, so you know you start to open your mind especially me coming from you know this place where you know it's it's middle mid class you know it's mm-hmm. not, not crazy and we, we don't have like you know rich people going there and telling oh yeah yeah you know this is what you gotta do right. you know this is what can be done mm-hmm. uh, so you know teachers just t- tell us you know study get good grades they teach us what they know exactly and, so, and never they really never know about finances they just know exactly. about the textbook so, in front of you exactly so you know going to college you meet these people outside of college yeah. you know not even at the college you mm-hmm. know you meet them outside of college you know the surrounding cities or you know the surrounding people and you start to see you know that there's a lot of money out there yeah. and there's different ways to go about it uh <clears throat> so then also instagram you know being on instagram you see all these people who who will flex mm-hmm. and you you kind of you kind of have to see through the fake ones and through you know, the facade yeah, yeah exactly and then kind of pick out the ones that are more real absolutely yeah so just seeing seeing all that Dude, it's always quiet here. And the moment I have somebody over for a podcast outside is when yeah. everybody comes out and... Yeah, screaming out here. Yeah. I mean, I feel... Because lately I've been... Um, sorry to interrupt you, by the way. No, but no, lately with this podcast, I've been like on the fence of, should I just delete everything and <laughs> like, clean my hands? Because lately I've been reading The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And in that book, he, uh, he, he pretty much... Well, from my perspective, I see how... A person moving incognito, you yeah, know, uh, yeah. in silence, mm-hmm. is. I just like, like the way people move like that, you know, yeah. unexpecting. You, you know, right. and uh, and therefore there's not that much energy or, or people, you know, focused on you, because you don't have the spotlight on you. Yeah, exactly. And, but then the purpose of this podcast initially wasn't really for myself, but it was to help out other people, that, were going through shit right you know uh this is a very broad podcast where you know i I talk about the shit that i like which is like real estate investing real estate or or if you know funny shit like we'll get drunk and just talk shit or or um you know i had a a friend of mine who's a veteran now and he talked about you know his experience Mm. over in uh, afghanistan yeah and so I feel like I think I'm I, I'm I'm definitely gonna keep it, but I just right now like sitting here on the outside, <laughs> being constantly interrupted with like a cheap laptop and a blue <laughs> Yeti. I feel like in the next months or years to come, I might I'm, I'm have hopefully I have you on as a guest yeah, again, yeah, yeah, and it'll yeah, be yeah, a whole sure. different you oh, know yeah, yeah for sure bro uh, an evolved you know evolved yeah, hell yeah bro that should be sick yeah um and so you were saying yeah like the like in our where we were uh, brought up yeah in our exactly. community. Mm-hmm. They don't come to our schools and teach us about uh, finances or investing no, yeah, exactly. or taxes. Bro, graduating high school is already a big goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty. Yeah, and then you go to work. You yeah, know? yeah. Unless, so. but you know, our parents, uh, like you, you agreed with me that you know they tell us go to school, get a good job. Yeah. And have you read Rich Dad Poor Dad? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I when I read, that, <laughs> yeah. So when I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, I was like, that's our community. Yeah. You know because we. We don't just want to, we want a good, like in Mexico, where, where, you know, our families are from, they are hard workers. Yeah. You know, course. they live day to day to provide that daily bread. And 
in this country, especially when you're second or first generation born, you tend to lose that drive because oh, yeah, you, yeah. you weren't born in those circumstances. Yeah. You know, and so then you have to kind of find mentors or just you have to really like claw yourself out and find a different way, yeah. which is what I see you did. And yeah, exactly. So, uh, me. Go ahead, go ahead. <coughs> record, record myself a little bit too, bro. All right, go for it. Ah, uh, shit. Let's see. Here, you can use this. Oh. <laughs> It'll be useful. <laughs> <coughs> Damn, the most expensive stand, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what do you what do you besides real estate? And by the way, uh, I like seeing you do that. It really inspired me, honestly. Like just watching from the sidelines, because um, I know behind this transaction, you know the 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 keys being handed to you, and and you know there was a lot of studying and networking and and moments of oh I, I'm not good enough or or you know like. I don't feel like I fit here. And then it's like you're breaking through walls, breaking through walls. And now you finally achieved one milestone, which is the first of many, which is your right. first property. Right. So, again, congratulations on that, honestly. Nah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, so like I tell everybody, you know, mm-hmm. you have to you have to obviously know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You have to study. Uh, you have to learn before you earn. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter so much where you're looking as long as you make sure you run the numbers correctly mm-hmm. and you do your research you know you gotta do your research you run your numbers because you can find opportunity anywhere bro right so if you find opportunity here or another state you know just make sure it's a good enough opportunity where you know the risk reward ratio is mm-hmm. is good and you know make it happen bro like yeah. you know because i'm telling you <clears throat> i bought this property in bakersfield right so you know not not you don't hear everybody talking about bakersfield or you know you know that's not a location where everybody wants to go live mm-hmm. but you know i looked into it ran my numbers saw the property like this should make sense mm-hmm. this should make sense bro i'm looking at my mortgage thousand bucks i'm looking at the total rent i'm getting like three thousand wow so, so the mortgage is a thousand yeah how much is the property tax it's included. So everything included is a thousand. Everything included. So you're cash flowing two grand. Yeah. And how much of that? <laughs> and how much? You mind if I close this? Nah, I handle it, bro. <laughs> they out here cutting the grass, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. Cause you, and then especially in California, like I I I haven't heard those numbers. Like a thousand mortgage, and and it needed ten k renovation, so. And was that, like, what exactly was wrong with the property that needed 10K in renovations? Yeah, bro. So, for the property, pretty much, it was it was all cosmetic. Mm-hmm. You know, just putting new flooring. Gotcha. You know, putting the, the appliances mm-hmm. and just painting, paint. Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty much it, bro. Yeah. Like, it was, there wasn't nothing crazy where I had to, you know, fix the electrical or mm-hmm. no, nothing crazy, bro. It was all pretty much cosmetic. That's mm-hmm. why I, I liked it because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, you know, it, it, it's already in good condition. You know, I just got to update it, make it look better. Mm-hmm. So you, because if you make it look better, you, you know, put better things into it, then you can increase the rents. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm, my mortgage, the rents, I saw, I'm like, 
this shit makes sense all day, yeah. bro. I'm hopping on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And how much uh, of, because I've also heard that you have to, you know, including your cash flow or in your calculations, besides the mortgage and everything, money to save up in case of future, because it's still your property, right? And you're renting it out. And in case the tenants, you know, damage anything or there's just plumbing uh, damages or, you know, a leakage, mm-hmm. you should create a fund from that income to finance those repairs in the future. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. So so we're talking about the repairs oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah. in the future. Yeah, 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 damage yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Like the reserve and shit. Exactly. So how much of your cash flow do you <coughs> do you direct towards that? Yeah, so when you initially run your numbers, you have to take into consider- consideration all of that. So mm-hmm. you have to, you know, look at what the mortgage is you have to look at you know the mortgage it's going to be included you know your tax and insurance the principal interest and then you have to have you know a certain percentage for the vacancy because you know it you might be vacant so you have to take that into consideration mm-hmm. you have to also take into account you know the the future repairs mm-hmm. so i i calculate for all of that and then you know after calculating all of that i see if the numbers still make sense, mm-hmm. you know. So, as far as you know, having a reserve, that's already baked into it. Mm-hmm. So, all the cash flow I'm getting, I pretty much all of it, I've been saving it up. Mm-hmm. I have I haven't touched it because you know I just put it into a separate account where all the rent is going to. Mm-hmm. Because you know I want to buy another one, mm-hmm. so you know I need to have that reserve in case you know I need to fix something. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, it's going to be building and I can put that into another property, you know, mm-hmm. invested, keep reinvesting the money, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at with that part. As far as, you know, my my job, my daily job, that's mm-hmm. where I, I'm just living off of that right now. Mm-hmm. So the rent, bro, I, I'm not touching that right now. That's good. Yeah. And most people would, you know. Yeah. But you're not there yet. Exactly. Right? You're still, it's like the Monopoly game. You're still trying to get all these, you know, exactly. buildings. Exactly. Get, you're, you're trying to win the game yeah right? exactly and um so and you can refinance a year from now right oh yeah bro and that's the plan refinance and then buy another property yeah 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 exactly so you can refinance as quick as you know six months oh, okay so this property you know i i updated uh, you know i did some some remodeling on it and then i increased the rents you know the rents are all right a good good um good amount mm-hmm. so uh, i'm confident that the property has definitely gained appreciation and then we're in california bro you know appreciation here it's it's crazy you know yeah. it'll appreciate uh <clears throat> so i'm looking at probably you know seven months from now or probably a year from now depending how things are looking i'm gonna do a refinance and you know cash out cash and what, out and buy another one bro and what was the the interest rate you got in it the interest rate I got in, it's a uh, four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, so I I was able to get a, a good interest rate still. Yeah. But being that I'm a loan officer, you know, I, I did my own loan, so I gave okay. my, I gave myself the best possible interest rate I could get. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. <coughs> um, what was my next question? So what what loan did you go with? Did you go with a FHA or a conventional or? So, the way that I did it for the loan, I went with the conventional mm-hmm. just because it was going to leave me the better payment. Mm-hmm. So, with conventional, 
the mortgage insurance is usually lower than FHA. But this property, it's it was it was a good price. You know, it was at a discount that I was able to you know go in with twenty percent down, mm-hmm. not have any mortgage insurance. You know, conventional, good interest rate, and you know I I had the money, and so I decided to go the conventional route because it's just a better way. Because if I would have went FHA, mm-hmm. I could have definitely put the same amount of. 20% down or whatever, mm-hmm. but I would have still had that mortgage insurance tacked onto it. Yeah. So that's where I looked at it, you know, it, the payment was going to be less going the conventional route. And how much did you save up for your portion of the down of the down payment? For the down payment, I came up with the 20. The 20. 20%. So you saved up or did you take a loan? Yeah, no, 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 I, I saved up. You saved up? Yeah. And how much were like the closing costs and everything? So the closing cost was probably like another... 12 grand oh another 12 grand yeah why is it that much uh it's just it's just how it is bro it's yeah. just the because it's it's the closing cost has all these fees tied into it you know besides your prepaid interest your prepaid taxes mm-hmm. you also have you know the reserves for your for taxes and then you also have the, all these other companies like third-party companies like the escrow company mm-hmm. and the title company who are you know they have to Make get their, their yeah exactly okay. they have to get their cut as well uh so th- that's why as i mentioned earlier you know i was able to get seller credits mm-hmm. so the seller actually gave me some money to help with the closing cost as well and how does that work what, what exactly are seller credits i've never heard of that yeah before. so i negotiated with the real estate agent mm-hmm. i told her hey you know uh i i'm looking at this much of of work that the property needs you know my numbers are probably are ranging from this to this that I'm gonna have to put it to fix the property can you talk to your seller and see if he can help me out with you know uh, five or six or seven or well, you ask for whatever number you want you know mm-hmm. ten grand in closing costs you know mm-hmm. and then the agent's gonna go to the seller talk to him like you know th- this is what they're asking for and then you know you just have to come to an agreement all right we won't give you 10 but we'll give you 7k for closing cost mm. to help you so now that seller credit they're giving you from his profit that he's making gotcha. he's giving you 7k okay and now you apply that to your closing cost now you're paying just the difference oh okay so from the 12 that you had to pay seven mm-hmm. of those were covered by the seller. yeah yeah so Perfect. you know you you're, it's it's much more much less yeah yeah and so with that, it was so it was five k besides the twenty k that you had to come up with as well for the closing cost because he only covered seven and it was twelve total. Right? Yeah, yeah. So the closing cost, I believe, it was around twelve. Mm-hmm. You know, I got the seller credit and then the down payment is separate. Okay. So, yeah. And besides that, now you own the property free and clear, correct? What's so the, yeah. So the property now, uh, I put twenty percent down. Mm-hmm. So you know. Uh, so I don't have any mortgage insurance. That's mm-hmm. why my mortgage payment is also a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. It's like I mentioned, you know, it's a thousand bucks. But as far as you know, the what were you asking, bro? So because you said for the down payment, yeah, you had put twenty grand, twenty percent. Oh, I thought I heard twenty grand. Twenty percent. Oh, okay. Wow, twenty percent. Yeah and yeah so yeah that's that sounds like a lot 20 percent in california <laughs> all right so the property bro i got it yeah. I'll, let's talk numbers yeah, so, yeah okay so let me see okay so this property initially you know i saw it 
It was going for 225. 225, okay. 225, right? So 225, you know, after negotiating with the with the agent, you know, I I had offered I, I believe I had offered the full price, mm-hmm. but I wanted the seller to fix everything that needed fixing, you know, all the gotcha. updating. Mm-hmm. And then they had they had agreed to it, but I didn't like the way they were fixing things. Mm-hmm. So I told them, you know, I'd rather do it myself. Mm-hmm. So I gave them a lower offer. I believe I offered like 210. I think okay. it was like 210. Mm-hmm. And then the seller, you know, didn't want to, whatever. Seller didn't want to. So that's where we left off. I'm like, oh, well, you know, that's that's the most I can do. Gotcha. Okay. So then a week passes by. The, the agent hits me up again like, hey, you know, the seller is willing to do 200K. Mm-hmm. And then... So I see that to, that they're they're able they're willing to take 200k now, which is lower than what I had initially offered. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I'm like, you know, let's keep negotiating. So at that point, I'm like, you know what? I don't have the same amount of money I had before. Can you do? I believe I told her, can you do one? 180. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. So yeah, I told her, can you do 180? And no, it was one eighty five. Yeah. It was one eighty five. And there and then she went like, Oh, I don't know, I gotta talk to sellers. So she went to talk to them. They said no. So I'm like, Well, you know, that's that's all I can do. You know, I'm, I spoke to my real to my real estate partner and you know that's that's the most we can that's the best we can do right now, you know. We don't have that same the the same amount of funds we had before. So let me know if you know that's something you guys can work with. So then you know a few days go by and then they hit me up again like you know what seller says that's fine let's do it 185 and I'm like alright so then you know 185 I was already good mm-hmm. um, so then we get into escrow for 185 mm-hmm. and then on top of that that's during escrow that's when I asked for closing cost gotcha. so then I got you know the extra money as well mm-hmm. from the from the seller mm-hmm. so initially you know I, I ended up getting um, that bonus so technically it was less than 185 if you if you look at it that way so then i just put 20 percent of 185 mm, gotcha so one 20 percent of 185 what is that like you tell me <laughs> <laughs> i bring my calculator <laughs> it's like 30 something grand right so that that's the down payment mm-hmm. so down payment was like 30 something grand the closing costs were like 11 12 mm-hmm. so you know so it it's, it wasn't like something crazy where I had to put a, a hundred grand down or anything. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where um, that's where I looked at everything, and I you know I was able to do it. So you know we went for it, bro. And so now that's the part because I'm seeing it from my perspective. It's like I need to save money mm-hmm. for the down payment, you know, to do exactly what you did. And thirty grand sounds like a shitload of money. So is that money that you've saved over the years? So <clears throat> So like I said, you know there's many ways to go about it. Mm-hmm. In your situation, say you only have 10 grand mm-hmm. saved up, you know, and you find a good you find a good property, you know, numbers make sense. Mm-hmm. You could bring it to a partner, bro. Bring it to me. Mm-hmm. You know, you bring it to me, you tell me Hey, these are the numbers. I'll do my numbers as well, and mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, that's a good property, you know. Yeah. I'll I'll cover the rest, and you know, we'll we'll set it up that way. Mm-hmm. And now you have a property. You didn't have to put the whole 
down payment, the whole funds. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, yes, you're you're in a partnership, but you have a property now. Absolutely. So that's that's one way you can go about it. Mm-hmm. And there there's many ways to go about it. Like, you know, another way is say you don't have the qualifying income. Mm-hmm. You partner with somebody who ha- who has the income on paper. You know, you guys partner up. You bring the funds. He brings the the income mm-hmm. that's on paper. You guys get the property, and it's it's all about you know strategizing, seeing what the exit strategy is. Mm-hmm. So, for that example, you know where you bring in the funds, you do everything. You just having you know somebody help you out to qualify. Mm-hmm. You can refinance six months down the line. Um, refinance, or you know once you're ready to. You have all your paperwork in order. You can qualify on your own. You just refinance and you remove that person, mm-hmm. and now you have the the property yeah. by yourself. You know, and that's funny that you say it that way because even like I think even yesterday, as I was at my job driving my mm-hmm. forklift, I was listening to the Beer Pockets podcast and Brandon. He was saying uh, it's better to. They were talking about partnerships uh, like this, mm-hmm. and he said it's better to own forty percent of something yeah. than hundred percent of nothing. Yeah, exactly. Know? And so. That's very interesting, but then even like so many questions come up to my mind, like what's a good, um, so for a person that wants to get into real estate investing, do you recommend that they also join the industry and in, in whether it be as a realtor or, you know, in, in any, any position in that field, or one could just do their, you know, their job and read on the side and I feel it would take a longer time you know so obviously you know it'll, it'll depend on the person what they want what they like the like the end goal mm-hmm. of things because you don't have to be a professional in the industry to be able to make it happen mm-hmm. so you know you can have your regular w-2 job or work your own business whatever you do you know you just have to have the plan set up you know obviously read up books and take courses and ask questions connect with people who are like doing it or have done it that's the most important thing because you can be in the industry you know as a realtor a loan officer and never own a property mm-hmm. you know you own your own house and that's it yeah you it, you have to take that extra step you know you have to do extra research mm-hmm. more connections with people who are actually doing it investors yeah. we're actually doing it yeah so that's what i'm doing you know like i mentioned I'm, I, i've taken courses you know i've done research i've read you know i ask questions mm-hmm. um and i'm also learning by going through the process myself right. absolutely yeah so totally bro like if you if you if that's what you want to do you don't have to be in the industry you can do it with your regular job you just have to have the right plan set in motion mm-hmm. and you have to have the right mindset because yeah. you know a w2 person can easily easily qualify as long as you know obviously if they're making enough money they're saving and you know you can qualify for the property and like i say you know there's always those other ways to go around it like getting a partner or you know it just you just have to see where you're at Mm -hmm. and what you need and what you need if you can get that from a partner gotcha gotcha and um and that's very true. You know what you said? Like, as if you're looking for it, pretty much if you're mm-hmm. looking for it, yeah, you're going to find it. Exactly. And, you know, before the pandemic, I believe it was because I was going to Santa Monica College back in 2018. And that's when I realized, like, I saw it as because I like after we graduated mm-hmm. 2015, I you probably didn't know. 
maybe I don't know, <laughs> but I was trying to gangbang. Oh shit! Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like I shaved my head, like the palm of my hand yeah. right here, and I wear like the the, the pro club double XL oh, yeah, shirt, yeah, yeah, yeah. and because of my upbringing, you know, yeah, exactly. Also throughout school, um, when we'd have like let's say school projects or you know, uh, for example, take uh, Carolina, right, a girl we went to high school with. Uh, one day. Uh, for I think it was like in 11th grade we had to do like a, a volunteering thing to for college mm -hmm. so uh, me Carolina I forgot who else we volunteered for the LA Marathon mm. now we didn't me and the other person we didn't have a ride and uh, Carolina she she was very nice she she offered a ride for us yeah and so we met up at her house mm -hmm. and I remember and keep in mind like my parents they broke up in 2010 mm, and okay you yeah. know all this shit right yeah and so when by the way if you need to leave let me know no, no, yeah, 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 I got you. and so you know going into her house she had like family pictures and it's and it's nice and and mm. you know the mom and dad are there to me that was like that's this is nice that you get to yeah, live yeah, like this yeah. you know and uh, and so I was always kind of jealous of that but then it also shows you like the way the way you guys um, like the outcome Right, your your environment created you, and now your outcome. You own a property already at what age twenty four? Yeah, age twenty four. Yeah. Carolina, she's living her life, right? Yeah. And me at that age, I guess right after high school, I was on on the trajectory in the path of violence and yeah. and not even growth, but a tox toxic environment, you know. Yeah. yeah. And and I remember I was like, I had a shaved head and everything. And I would <laughs> and I would so the 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 gang in on my block. They were the Linwood Dukes. Yeah, okay, yeah. They'd always tag on my garage and shit, and I'd get mad, but, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, and my dumbass thought that, hey, and this is really something I thought. I thought, hey, I'm a mad dog. Like, I'm a just, you know, I'm a, like, I, I want to prove myself. And my theory was, uh, if there's, like, a, a gangbanger right there, right? We mad dog each other. Yeah. We go at it. I knock yeah. his ass out, whatever. Yeah. And he's gonna respect me enough to invite me to his gang. <laughs> so that's kind of like the perspective I had. Like, you know, I have to prove myself, and then you know, I'll probably be able to join their gang or whatever. And, and you know, in the in the, in I was taking steps towards that. Right, I was barely take. It was like maybe a three month phase where I was, yeah. you know, with that was my ambition. Yeah. And then I I remember I don't I just started thinking to myself. Uh, so where where are where am I? Because I looked up to my dad. I asked myself, why am I the way that I am? Yeah. Why do I, why do I feel that I have to mad dog people? Why do I get so easily offended when people stare at me longer than three seconds? Mm -hmm. Why am I so ignorant? Because I also had another friend, Alex, who you might have known. He went to high school with us too. And when I would see him interact with people at like the supermarket or whatever, he was always very uh, courteous and very friendly. And people would always like. He was like the life. He's the life of the party. People love him. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be like that too. So I started asking myself, why am I the way that I am? And why is he the way that he is? Right. So then I started thinking, well, I want to be the man. I want to be hard. I want to be able. Why do I want to be hard? So that when I have a family, I'm able to protect them. But I also overlooked provide for them. Yeah. You know? And so in that, in that kind of like dissection of my mind and what, why do I do the things that I do? I started thinking, well, where's my dad? And do I want to end up like where my dad is? And I love my dad. He's the best, you know, he's a good right. dad. Um, but I don't want to, and I don't want to 
be I don't want to go in the same path as he did you know even though I looked him up yeah. I, I looked up to him yeah. and and he was a good father and a good provider yeah and whenever she hit the fan he was the first to you know address it and fix problems I wanted to adopt those without the toxic traits that my father had you know right and so that's when I decided you know what I'm gonna join the Marines then a friend talked me out of joining the Marines and uh, went to school mm-hmm. and at school in Santa Monica is when I started realizing like all of us are going to school because everybody else is going to school right you know like hey you see your friend they're you know they're going to Cal State LA uh, Northridge yeah. USC and I remember in senior year I felt really down because I didn't get anywhere yeah and I was in AP classes so everyone's going yeah. to like USC <laughs> and shit and my like the next step was community college and right. to me at the time it was beneath me mm-hmm. I was like this is I took AP like you know I'm yeah. smart uh, this is kind of like embarrassing but you have to be humble and you have to start from zero you mm-hmm. know um and so I decided, you know, to go to school. And at the school, I realized everyone's just... They, a lot of people don't even know why they're going to school. They're just yeah. going to school because that's what... Like Rich Dad Poor Dad told yeah. us. That's what they taught us to do. Go yeah, to school, exactly. learn a trade. And, you know, li- get in that rat race. And pretty much what I saw... My perspective at the time was there's two doors. One door is overcumbered. Like, it's crowded. People are stepping over each other to get through this door, which is traditional schooling. Mm-hmm. And on this door, it's like a few feet away, and there's people going in like every five seconds, yeah. one second, no traffic at all. And that was the path of investing and uh, financial intelligence, right? You know, and financial in, in, uh, freedom. Yeah. And so that's what brought me into, you know, just looking for something business. Mm-hmm. I ran into real estate investing. I first heard the word real estate investing when it was like maybe 2019 2018 after that i started looking it up bigger pockets started teaching myself and ever since then i've been on i've been you know kind of on that path and even then i read the rich dad poor dad book and i went to one of their workshops because they had a Mm -hmm. a real estate workshop and i wouldn't recommend it i paid for the because they had the free one yeah and then they upsell you on the 500 dollar three-day workshop did you ever go to one of those no i haven't (laughs) All right, I'm not going to say go or don't, but yeah. I'll tell you my experience and you'll be the judge. And yeah. it was a shitty experience. <laughs> so the first day, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, you know, it's like it's an eight hour a day course, right? Okay. And you could take a friend. So I took my friend and it's like halftime. You go to lunch for like 30 minutes mm-hmm. and you come back and you continue the, the rest of the four hours for till the day's over. And I remember I got a call right before it was my my sister and she was like are you sitting down and i was like no like what is it she's like well you need to sit down and i was like what do you mean like just tell me and so i went to the restroom and she was like are you sitting down i was like why are you keep asking me? i'm sitting down like just tell me she's like well i didn't want to tell you over the phone but uh i just i went to the doctor with my mom and she's been diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. and so right there i remember i was in the bathroom stall and i was just like you know like well, I'm optimi- I'm all, I'm an optimistic right. person. So I'm thinking, you know, we found it at least. Yeah, yeah. And we can start healing process or mm-hmm. we can start, you know, restricting your diet or whatever. Yeah. But we can, like, my mom's not going to die, yeah. you know? Yeah. Who would ever think their mom would die? Yeah. And so I'm like, she's going to be okay and this and that. You're still stressed because now this, this, yeah. this weight no, yeah. has been brought upon you, you know? And so I continued the class like taking notes asking questions i didn't let that bother me 
and then on the third and then the second day same thing third day i remember i go in and it was a third day and it's always and we were in the last hours of that of that workshop so i'm thinking you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna rip out the subject divider on my on my notebook and i'm gonna write my email and i'm gonna write my phone number and oh no i'm gonna write my phone number and i'm gonna tell people to to text me their emails so that i also have their phone number but so i could add them i could create a facebook group of everybody that was here and then we all stay in contact and we can also help each other because there was some people that were experienced in real estate already and there were people were gathering around them and mm. they were you know telling them what they knew and yeah. answering questions so i thought you know we could all keep up with our progress and we could help each other out so i did it i handed it i, I was telling the people around me everybody was on board with it and it's like the whole it's an auditorium it's like mm -hmm. divided into two and i was at the front of the left hand side and we start passing it out i see how everybody's like filling it out and or like just you know taking pictures and you know i'm getting text messages and it was time for a break the 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 guy at the seminar the man who the speaker he called for a break so then i go to the back to retrieve the paper and i'm talking to the guys that had it and they were like, oh, this is a nice idea. And people are, you know, some people are talking, are, are joining the conversation. Like, that's awesome. Like, can't wait to join. And yeah, we're going to like stay in contact. We should do meetings and stuff. Yeah. And then the speaker, and I kid you not, yeah. dude, the speaker of the Rich Dad Poor Dad, he comes up to like between me and the guy who are, you know, holding the paper. And he looks at the, he's like, and he, grab, he, he grabs it. And he grabbed it like rudely or anything. Yeah. He just grabbed it. He's like, can I see that? He grabs it. He's like, what is this? And he's reading what I wrote. And I was like, so I'm explaining to him. So, yeah, you know, I just wanted to keep in touch with everybody and see if we could help each other out and, you know, create more meetings. But, you know, uh, help each other out and, and give each other advice, you know, and, and, and see each other's paths to right. real estate investing. And he looks me dead in the eyes with my pa paper <laughs> in the hand, in his hand. And he rips it in half. He rips it in fourth. He rips it in fucking yeah. all the fractions of the whole fucking world, and he hands it to me in my hand. He's like, oh, you don't need to do that. We have a, a Facebook group. You guys can pay it. He said something along the lines of, like, we have a, a Facebook group. You just have to pay, like, a membership to, to join it. And I remember, I'm thinking, like, and keep in mind, like, I have all these stresses already on me. Yeah. This guy disrespects me in front of, like, people. Yeah, that would be hot. I'm hot, dude, yeah, and I'm, yeah. si I'm standing there, and I'm just, and people are, like, amazed, too. Yeah. And I'm like, what do I do? Like, how do you, like, there's there's people looking at me right now. Uh, mm -hmm. You also have a, um, what's the term? Like, um, you don't want to stain your, fuck, I forgot the word. But you have, I, I'm like, behave. Because yeah. this guy who's the, 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 the guy leading this right. event he's playing himself like he's mm -hmm. showing his true colors yeah. No, yeah and so i was like just don't do anything and and let like and then i just looked because as i'm thinking i look uh look up and i look around and people are turning their necks yeah to see till and they're like their jaws dropped and then i'm like yeah i'm not gonna do anything because yeah no yeah yeah I mean. and at the end of that so like two hours later we get back and they try to upsell us on a mentoring um, on a mentorship program. It was like forty five thousand, fifty grand. There was like three tiers, and I think only like a handful of people bought it. But it's like they they were instead of encouraging you to like take out a loan for your first property, yeah. they encourage you to take out a loan for yeah. a mentorship. 
And I'm pretty sure, I mean, through my experience, and I'm pretty sure you know that a mentorship that's usually paid for is not really a mentorship that that comes to fruition because there's no real relationship there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I kind of just want to tell you that <laughs> part of the guy. No, yeah, that, that's crazy, bro. That would have been hot as hell, bro. Oh, damn, I don't know, man. I feel like you would have reacted the same way, though. Because you're very, prof- you're very yeah. professional person, no, yeah, yeah. you know? Uh, I don't know. I, w- I would like to think, you know, I would be calm, you know. I would have been hot for sure, yeah. but I would have probably, you know, just fuck it, whatever, you know. Yeah. Let it go. But at the same time, I don't know. I would have probably, probably told him something, bro. Yeah. But, you know, That's fuck it, thing, whatever. I felt like telling him something. Yeah. And at the moment, I'm just like, so I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking... I'm just I'm 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 thinking of my my choices right now. It's yeah, like a video yeah, game. You could yeah. do this, press yeah, X, exactly. do this, this, and this. And I was like, and then when I looked up in that in that time of like, what am I gonna do? I just see the faces, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't have to do anything. Yeah, you know? I feel you, man. But nah, that's crazy, bro. I, uh, that's that's what I'm. That's what I like. It goes back to what I said. You know, you have to kind of kind of. S- Pick who you want to follow. Pick mm-hmm. who you who you'll listen to, because mm-hmm. a lot of these people aren't like they're they're not who who they say they are. They're yeah. fake, or you know they have different intentions. Mm-hmm. Definitely, the intention is you know something big. You know they just want your money. Yeah. Uh, they they could care less if you fucking succeed or not, or you know whatever. You know, especially when it's like a big organization or big company that's already like up there. It's it's a lot harder. Yeah. So definitely, as a for mentorship, even if you have to pay for it, but you know you want to make sure it's uh, you're you're at least building that relationship with the mentor, mm. or where you know they they at least know who you are and shit. You know, it's mm. not like you're just a number, right? Right. Uh, but bro, that that's really crazy. Man. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you there, bro. No, you gotta say anything. <laughs> um, but but no no, but I did want to touch on the um. What you were saying about school, you know, mm-hmm. it's that that's what that's what we're taught, you know, go to school, get good grades and, you know, get a secure job, secure mm-hmm. your future. Boom. Retire. You have your your retirement plan, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. 401k, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, me going to school, you know, we went to the same school. Nothing special about the school. You know, there is no guidance. Nobody really tells us anything or the possibilities of, you know, entrepreneurship or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I can't blame them because they don't know themselves or, you know, or even if they're, if they do know, I guess, I don't know if they're allowed to tell us or something. I don't, I think it's just that, I mean, they're teachers. (laughs) Yeah. And even if they do believe in it, they don't really know about the subject enough to really teach it to you. Yeah. Because I had Mr. Vorwald for English and he taught us about the S&P 500 index. Okay. And that's kind of what got my gears grinding for investing. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, you know, all I knew was graduate, go to college, right? Yeah. I didn't know exactly what, you know, then go to college. And then uh, I'm still going through my schooling. I'm still trying to figure shit out. But like I told you, know, you know, once you start opening your mind, you start meeting these people who are like rich or are doing their own businesses or have investments going on. Then you start seeing, you know, there's a, there's another side to things. You know, it's not just a job and that's it. You know, right. you can get your job, but allocate to investments or do different businesses that's the only way you're going to be able to scale Mm -hmm. 
so it comes down to what you want as well you know your personal goals your life goals what you're trying to do for me at least you know i had my goals clear since since high school mm -hmm. i just never knew how i was going to get there until mm -hmm. you know until i started like almost graduating college then i started seeing the first thing i saw was stocks Stocks. stocks like okay this guy is making money on stocks you know he's doing he's trading stocks you know he's making money so let me learn about stocks so i started learning about stocks you know and then i saw uh, another guy doing real estate mm -hmm. investment you know rentals and stuff so i'm like damn so this guy you know is collecting that passive cash flow mm -hmm. you know he's fucking traveling and shit he's in another country and he's still getting paid and who is that yeah. guy uh, so this guy's on Instagram. I started following him. Uh, he's the one that kind of got me more into doing my research into real estate. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, Richard Garcia. Richard Garcia. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of started seeing his stuff, mm -hmm. and you know, it's it's nothing crazy because you know, you get your job and then you start buying your investment properties instead of buying you know luxury shit or mm -hmm. just wasting your money. You know. Right. So that's when I started seeing all these things and I'm, I, my mind was open, you know, like there's definitely a way. So this is the way I'm going to get to where I want to be at, yeah. you know. So as of right now, the way that I, I'm, I look at things is, you know, I have my job, you know, my, I'm, I do loans, mm -hmm. you know, I'm in the industry, mm -hmm. but I also do stocks, mm -hmm. stocks so I can get paid daily. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm getting, you know, money paid daily. And now I'm trying to build my rental portfolio so I can get a monthly income as well. So, you know. You're diversifying your portfolio. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, as right now, you know, have three sources. Mm -hmm. And I can have a daily check, a monthly check, and then, you know, my. The my long-term game. Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. from my job. Absolutely. So, you know, you have different sources, different checks coming in. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> I didn't figure all that out until, I, I guess, I, I was already graduating college. Mm -hmm. And that's when, you know. I started looking at things and at that point I I still hadn't figured it out. I was still debating, you know, shit like should I just go get a job and then do and save up and do this on the side or should I just join the industry and learn? Mm -hmm. So I decided to join the industry cuz you know I'm going to be around these people who are fucking up there already. They know what the fuck they're talking about. Mm -hmm. If I can get around them, you know, I'm I have to learn some shit from them, right? You are who you hang out with. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so from the I think it's just comes down definitely to what you want out of life your mm -hmm. goals because you know we we grew up in the same same community Vicinity, yeah exactly same community you know but everybody in the same school that we went to school with everybody exactly everybody yeah. has a different path yeah you know you got some people who went to college graduated became teachers or working you know a corporate job mm -hmm. you got people who just graduated high school and went to work yeah. you know whatever and then you got other people, I guess, like myself, who, you know, took that entrepreneurship path. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're still trying to build on that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we all came from the same community, but it's just, you know, your own goals and, you know, what you want out of life and how bad you want it, bro. Because, mm -hmm. you know, we all have access to the, the internet, internet. Yep. you know resources are there the information is there you just gotta put in the work and you yeah. know be involved you ever thought of wholesaling oh yeah i thought Have about wholesaling it? i haven't tried it that's actually something i'm learning about right now mm -hmm. so i'm learning about wholesaling right now because i want to build a business out of that as well there you go
So that's, you know, I had that idea as well because I actually tried real estate investing. So I, I went, um, you know, through YouTube videos and how to do it. And, and there was a person who recommended uh, uh, leads, right? Find your leads. What kind of, what kind of, you want to find distressed owners, people that want to sell their property fast. Mm-hmm. So what's a situation that would, you know, that would make a person a distressed uh owner mm-hmm. a distressed seller yeah it would be uh if they're being pre-foreclosed on because yeah, that means yeah. that they already haven't been paying the mortgage right yeah exactly so i started look so i uh, bought these leads for pre-foreclosure leads in my vicinity of like los angeles and stuff mm-hmm. and i skip traced it and then i started uh cold calling them and i and i'm gonna be honest with you i didn't really i maybe did a call like five like 10 a day because yeah, yeah. it's like that nervousness yeah, you, know? Yeah, you don't really yeah. know what to say yeah and i was like you know what i want it like i gotta do it i'm only get it better and you have to do the shit you don't want to do so i kept getting on the phone i remember the closest i ever got wasn't that close at all but it was like i get i kept getting closer but i just stopped you know yeah, yeah. and the closest i got was that i called this lady who's the owner uh, she had passed away mm. and it was the daughter who I was speaking on the phone with yeah. and she had passed away pretty recently so they were still grieving and they're going through the motions so I told her you know um, I'm uh, in, you know I'm an investor I'm interested in purchasing this property she said they have they, they weren't really thinking about uh, keeping it but they don't know yet and she said she was gonna call me back or to follow up with her you know in like a month or two mm-hmm. I never ended up falling yeah. in love you know yeah. because I forgot uh, what had happened I think I then started e-commerce and I started mm-hmm. like three e-commerce yeah. websites. Yeah. Um, but ever since then, I was thinking I want to, I want to create a, at the time I want to create a, you know, get my own wholesale deal deals. And then how do I make this into a business? Right. So I want to pick your brain. Like, how would you create like, cause I feel like there's not much room for profit, let alone for one person. You know, I mean, it depends on the deal, mm-hmm. but like, how would you, create a business out of wholesaling like you 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 would would you would it be only um commission based for the people that would be you know making the calls and getting the deals together for you and who would be the one to show up at the escrow yeah uh for wholesaling bro i would say definitely you have to do it yourself Mm -hmm. you have to definitely start because you know if you're gonna run a business you have to know what you're talking about the ins and out yeah you have to have gone through it through the experience Mm -hmm. um once you once you start scaling you know once you start getting enough that you need help Mm -hmm. you know you start hiring your virtual assistants that you know they're they're pretty cheap Mm -hmm. and then if you open up an office you start hiring you know people to to pretty much do all the research and cause and all that for you mm-hmm. and i mean at that point it's just the way you want to structure your business a lot of, i have seen people you know structure it where they're pretty much commission based you know if they close something you know they're getting x amount you're getting x amount uh or i've seen people you know who are just paying people you know a f- flat hourly rate or, or usually salary mm-hmm. just because you know the they're they're there every day for i don't know how long but you know they're it, it, they're doing work you know mm-hmm. so as of right now you know i'm looking into wholesaling i'm learning you know how to market it how mm-hmm. to you know how to do everything how to structure everything obviously i'm gonna start by myself doing it and you know if it starts going good then you know that's when i have to start thinking how can i scale okay yeah, how can i scale how can i remove myself from doing all the work and mm-hmm. you know allocate my time into maybe uh 
another business or just making that business even better you know mm-hmm. uh, so i'll let you know when i'm there bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah give me a call which i i'm not you know i, I believe you no yeah um and so you know looking from you you haven't started yet with wholesaling but you're learning about it right yeah and from what you've learned so far from your knowledge so far like what strategy like how would you go about it because you see those in la you see a lot of those yeah. you know signs by the street yeah. that say we buy houses for cash exactly um or what i tried also was seo mm-hmm. which is search engine optimization but it's actually very you know it's kind of expensive um so what what route and then there's other ways of as well you know like um like mail, mail yeah yeah exactly so yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of trying trying different strategies, mm-hmm. seeing what works for you. Also, like, you know, because there's the free ways to market and then, you know, the ones that you pay, like, mm-hmm. you know, direct mailing. Uh, I've heard it's very effective, but, you know, obviously it's, it's costly. Yeah. yeah, it's costly, you know. As far as the free, you know, just going on Facebook or doing the signs, putting up signs everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, putting signs like virtual signs in the Facebook groups, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just making offers on looking through Zillow, making your offers for sell by owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, there's a lot of ways to go about it, but it's just you know trying. I I would say try each one out and see which mm-hmm. one gives you the best the best uh, result, mm-hmm. and then just go all in on that one for now. And do you know, because uh, you live out here, right, in Rancho, Cucamonga area? Yeah. You live here in Rancho? <coughs> no. Where do you live? So I'm more towards, like, Riverside area. Riverside, okay. And is there a, a, a real estate investor association or anything, like a, a group that you're in, in, in that area? No, I'm not in any group as of right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just because I guess I'm, I'm more learning on my own, like, through the experience of mm-hmm. doing the deals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as groups and stuff, they're cool to network. Definitely mm-hmm. good to network, which I probably will start attending more more meetups and more groups mm-hmm. just to start connecting with people. Because, uh, you know, you could get a buyer or you could get another wholesaler or, or whatever. Or a client you know? for your Exactly. Yeah. So definitely they're, they're good. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you can go to those meetups or join those groups, they're definitely helpful. I was asking you because I want to join one. Yeah, no, as of right <laughs> now I'm not. I'm not in any, bro. But I'll, I'll look. I'll look. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking right now. Like on, uh, I can't even on Craigslist. I think I, I looked on Craigslist and uh, there was this. So uh, on January 9th, I'm gonna have a meeting with with that group. But they also they do have this like membership fee, but it's like a networking thing. At the end of the day, I'm gonna scope it out, see if it's mm-hmm. you know worth the value or if it's yeah. you know. And maybe even give it a try, you know? Yeah, yeah. But. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, bro. Another thing I wanted to talk about was. So anybody can get into real estate investing, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be a professional in the industry. Mm-hmm. You can have your regular job and get into real estate um, investing, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody knows cash flow. You know, that's. That's what everybody wants, mm-hmm. especially when you're getting closer to retirement. You know, you're going to have that monthly cash flow coming in because mm-hmm. you're not going to be working. You know, you're not going to have a job. You're retired. Mm-hmm. So I remember hearing this, this like strategy mm-hmm. where anybody can do it. Obviously, it takes time and work and, you know, discipline to get there. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was it was a good way of looking at things. So the, the way it is, it's... um. 
So you have to, obviously you have to know your why, you know, you have to know your why and you have to know your goals. So let me ask you this. What's a comfortable number for you to receive monthly that you can live comfortably, you know, a month? Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't be thinking about this lifestyle because I'd want a better lifestyle. Exactly. So let's just say... 20k a month right that'd be great yeah that'd be great yeah. <laughs> so let's say 20k a month right that's what you want to live comfortable you know retire still you know have money to travel or do whatever you want right mm -hmm. uh that's almost what a quarter million a year mm -hmm. that's fucking that's good right that's good yeah. okay so you have to see the rent for your area mm -hmm. so say the area you're investing in the average rent mm -hmm. is say two thousand Okay, well, let's be conservative. Say two thousand is the average rent. So, how many properties do you need? Two thousand is the average rent. Yeah. So you need ten properties. Yeah. Because you know each one's gonna give you two thousand twenty k a month, right? I was thinking rent besides cash flow. Though. We'll get there. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> you need ten properties to have that's two k for each one. Month, so that's twenty yeah. k a month, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So once you hit that number of 10 properties, mm -hmm. you stop buying properties. You know, you keep working, doing, getting, you know, collecting money and you start paying those properties off, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So you, then you start paying them off until, you know, they're free and clear. And then once they're free and clear, obviously you're going to have 20K a month, right? Mm -hmm. So you can look at it that way or you can look at it, you know, that's, I still want that 20K a month, but instead of 10 properties, I'm going to get 20 properties, right? Mm -hmm. And then you hold on to them. You're getting, you know, your rent from them. And once you hit those 20 properties, any money that you keep saving up, you're paying the loan down. Mm -hmm. But when the market gets hot, like it's been hot these few years, mm -hmm. you know, appreciation has gone up. You have 20 properties. So, you know, those extra 10, mm -hmm. you can sell them because mm -hmm. they've already appreciated. You're going to get a profit. You sell them. You use that profit to pay these other 10 off. Now you're free and clear. Now you got 20K a month, right? Yeah. That's yeah. So when I heard that, I'm like, that's you know, that's a really good, that's a really good way to put it into you know, like to make a plan to exactly. see how to how you're you gonna get there. Yeah. Exactly. That's really good to see how you can get there, what you need to do to get there, and you know, so now you have a number, and now you build those steps to get exactly. To that goal. So now you have a number, now you have an idea, now you know what you need to do instead mm -hmm. of just you know going as like figuring out as you go like okay i have one property two properties i don't know i don't know when to stop right right yeah that's exactly true. that's very true so so you kind of that's kind of your exit strategy yeah and which is what you what real estate investors recommend that you do before you even get into any deal exactly that's pretty good right I, never, I i've thought about it like what i've I, that question has yeah. crossed my mind because you know uh Success, you know, entrepreneurs on their YouTube videos or their Instagram, they'll tend to say that. What yeah. is your why? What is your goal? Yeah. Then work towards that goal. Yeah. But this is more specific towards real estate, which is really, it's really interesting. Yeah, exactly. Because now you're so that's you your goal. Picture, 20K? My goal, yeah, I would say at least 20K. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, if I can do more, then you know, I'm why do not? More. Sky's the limit. Yeah. Yeah. So, but at least 20K, I think, you know, that's comfortable for now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, when I heard that, I'm like, shit, so if my average rent is 2K or 3K, whatever, I really only need this many properties. Yeah. And the rest, you know, when they when it appreciates, mm -hmm. bro, you sell them, you pay those off quick. Nice. So, 
it's a process, but you know it, it's you have a you have an extra strategy. You have the plan set up already. Yeah, and honestly, you with this conversation, you gave me a lot of it because, um, like I said, I've been think I've been saving up, and I'm thinking like it's gonna go into my first uh, investment property. Um, but I don't want to buy in California because it's so expensive, the cost of living here. So it's going to make it harder for me to even get my first property. Um, and so I was thinking Texas because Texas is a lot more affordable. But then with that one, I wouldn't be able to use the FHA loan. And even then, I was thinking of, you know, the FHA 203K loan, which also right. ties in with the with the um, with the rep, um, with the construction, with the remodeling. There you go. Right. Um. And so, but you have to live in the property if you're going to be, it has to be your primary residence if you're going to use the FHA loan to begin with. Right. So then that leaves Texas out of the question. But right. then you bringing up the other ways of, you know, financing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess yeah. just find the deal. Yeah, like, exactly. Is that how you would go about it? First, find the deal and then figure out, like, the financing and stuff? I would say... What would be your first step? I would say figure out your, like, figure out where you're at, where you're at. Mm-hmm. And then once you know where you're at, you obviously you're going to see if you can qualify or what you need. Mm. So, so let me tell you, uh, so for my property, you know, I had the, I had the funds, mm-hmm. but on paper, I didn't have the, the taxes yet. Gotcha. Okay. So I didn't have the taxes yet. So, cause you know, you do a lot of write-ups and all that. So I had the funds. So I, I partnered with somebody. Mm-hmm. They're a W-2 employee, you know, making whatever X amount of money. So I'm like, you know, hey, you know, you want to partner up on this deal? Mm-hmm. I got the funds. I just need you to, you know, show the income. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. So then that's how I was able to get the property with a conventional loan instead of going other financing options. Gotcha. I just did the standard conventional, mm-hmm. partnered up with him. We, you know, I put the funds up. I'm pretty much managing everything. And six months from now, you know, I'm going to refinance it, pull cash out, and remove that person and just keep it by myself. There you go. Okay. That's a very good strategy. That's a very good way to go about it. Wow. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah. I'm saying, you know, there's so many ways you can you can get shit done. Yeah. It's just about doing it, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, bro, I got to head out in a little bit. Absolutely. So uh, I actually got to start getting ready for work as well. So, but Ricardo, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast. Again, it was, you know, something I reached out to you about like three months ago or like Probably, two months ago. Yeah. Uh, but, and I thought you were in LA, you know, but you're out here and thank you for coming on the show. Honestly, besides you providing a lot of value to the listeners on the, of the podcast, I, I'm going to be reading, like listening to this again. Yeah. And, you know, taking notes because I feel there was maybe some things that went over my head. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, man. And honestly, like, you provide a great insight. Like I said, I was thinking about purchasing in Texas. Mm-hmm. But now I see that California, if you can find a deal and th- there's a deal everywhere. Yeah, you exactly. Just make it work. Exactly. You just have to know your goal, mm-hmm. what you're looking for and, you know, have your numbers right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, brother. No, Thank yeah, you for being yeah. on the show. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Make sure to follow me. Everybody, and what's your Instagram? Uh, it's just you know my name, Ricky A Masariegos. There you go. Everybody, follow him on Instagram. And for any of your real estate questions, real estate needs, go to this man. He will take care of you. Yeah, bro. I'm uh, I'm here to to guide. That's mm-hmm. what I like doing, guiding you. Whether you know use my services or not, I'm just trying to 
guide my you people. You want to plug bro. like your services, your company, and everything right now? Nah, no, that's no, okay. All right. See, he's cool like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, again, thank you for being on the show, and I appreciate you having me, man. Let's do this again sometime. Absolutely, under better circumstances. Yeah, <laughs> my, not in my garage next time. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Have a good one.